Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, and I'm your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is The Nature of Aesthetics. And these books are available f- uh, for viewing at the philosophicalangle.com. If you'd like to contact us and make comment, you can give us a shout at uh, contact at the philosophicalangle.com. Along with me is my colleague and co-host Rick Samuelson. Rick graduated from Yale, has an MBA from Wharton, and he's an independent venture capitalist out on the West Coast. And uh, good to see you, Rick. And you. And the purpose of the philosophical angle is to uh, examine nature of concepts uh, being used in current media. And something that came up uh, in the last few weeks uh, is a uh, situation um, uh, in Atlanta, uh, which involved a, a fellow named Rayshard Brooks. And I thought we'd analyze that today. Let's take a look at uh, see what we can see on the video here. And this is the body cam video of when Officer Garrett Rolfe first approached Rayshard Brooks at the Wendy's on University Avenue last night around 10.30. Police were called there after reports of a man who was parked in the drive-thru had fallen asleep. See Officer Rolfe asking Brooks a few questions before he took a field sobriety test. The GBI says when Brooks failed the test, there was a struggle over the taser between Brooks and the officers. We're only going to show you a portion of the video. Again, a warning, this video is disturbing. want you to compare that to the surveillance video that was released from the Wendy's camera earlier this afternoon and by this afternoon I actually mean Saturday afternoon uh, the days are running together right now uh, you can see Brooks in this video uh, running across the parking lot with an officer following him a lot of the other cars in the parking lot uh, still when all of this unfolded and his car, just from the view from the Atlanta police body camera uh, footage, shows that his car is actually to the left of the, the footage that we're seeing here. So this video only captures the moment where uh, we saw Mr. Brooks actually running with the officer after him. Uh, and uh, again, a lot of cars still in the drive through at the time all of this unfolded and the shots went off. Okay, so... Um Turn that off. So it starts off with the um, Rayshard Brooks being um, uh, confronted with the officer, and he was sleeping in his car. and uh, And if you take a look at some of the more of the videos up there on the, uh, about this, you can see that he he's able to speak and uh, hold his own. and And uh, so it starts from that point, whereby a guy sleeping in his car. And then it ends 
with a chase across the parking lot. Rayshard Brooks uh, appears to be uh, holding a taser and shoots it at a police officer. And then the police, although you don't see this in the video, uh, then shoot Rayshard Brooks, uh, as I understand it, in the back three times and he dies. And so it goes from man sleeping in his car to a man dying with three shots in the back by the police. I don't feel the penalty for sleeping in your car should ever be uh, a shot in the back by the police. The penalty is not commensurate with the crime and uh, and I think it's probably a fault of the police training that uh, they are they've used way too much force and and quite uh, unreasonably and uh, so the guy resists arrest he starts to resist arrest the officers should have just stepped back where is he going to go he's surrounded by police he can run away he can, they can talk to him some more and uh, if he runs away, they get in their cars and they follow him. Or they, or they do even something even better. One of the officers runs after him. He's only going to run a couple hundred yards before he gets exhausted. Maybe the uh, police are just out of training and, uh, and out of shape so much that they don't want to run after them. So it's unreasonable, the events that have happened, and um, I'm totally against it and think that the police are totally wrong here. Rick, what do you think? Well, I guess it's a question of whether you think it's, it's premeditated murder or self-defense, right? In terms of how the case is handled with respect to the police. Let's recall here that there's a extreme probability of cause uh, on two counts. Um, he failed the sobriety test and you know, if you're a big proponent of against uh, driving while drinking, okay, uh, that's a red flag. Okay, so he failed that. Then he resisted arrest. So anyone, any citizen knows that you don't get in a fight, physical fight with the police. Uh, that's that's at such a common sense level that it, it barely uh, bears mentioning. Um, you know, these are these events happen in split seconds. Uh, I mean, the third the third probable cause is he stole a weapon from a policeman. He stole the taser. Okay, so the three probable crimes here wrapped up into one. Um, will a taser kill somebody? I mean, if you use it long enough on somebody, it probably could. Um, it's designed to stun. Um, should the police have shot him three times in the back? Probably not. Uh, was there probably was there enough of a uh, suspicion on their part? And again, we're dealing with a split-second decision to think that well, maybe there's there are other crimes associated with this individual. Maybe he's more dangerous than he initially appeared when he was sleeping in his car. Um, 
in terms of my personal safety, if the guy's got a taser aimed at me, um, am I irresponsible in at least trying to stop him with a bullet? Um, that's a judgment call. Uh, I can understand your argument that they used excessive force in, in shooting him three times, but in no way do I think they are guilty of murder uh, in any premeditated sense. Um, you know, this guy had, uh, I don't know what his prior record had been, um, and they obviously didn't have a chance to look that up in any detail, uh, but, you know, the police, policemen uh, have a very, very dangerous job, particularly in situations like this, which, which uh, spin out of control very, very quickly, as this did. Um, so... I can, I, you know, I can understand better training. I can understand a reprimand, right? So it sends a message to other policemen. But what I can't understand are the calls for um, accusing them of murder and actually trying them for murder, which is what is happening in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I agree in the fact that it shouldn't be like murder one. It's not premeditated murder, obviously. But it is uh, an unreasonable act within the confines of those uh, of those uh, events that you mentioned that are all criminal. The taser, the, um, the resisting arrest, but none of them deserve death. And you take a look at the Supreme Court and look how long it takes for somebody to be executed. And a real somebody uh, who has been really convicted of of uh, terrible things, it takes 17 years. And in this case, it goes from uh, sleeping in your in your car, trying to sleep it off, which is a uh, I think uh, what a, a good citizen would try to do. He's he's not try he's not dangerous. He uh, he's trying to avoid a, a DUI. Okay, sleeping it off and ends up dead. It just uh, it's just an unreasonable uh, acceleration of events. And I and I um, and uh, were the cops? Oh, yeah, they, he failed the, uh, the field sobriety test, and uh, so uh, they can take him in. But uh, to get into a fight and then at least not run after him, they don't have to shoot him down. They got two cop cars there. They've got uh, several officers who could run after him. The guy's out of shape. He's 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 not gonna go far. And they got his license. So they know where he lives. They got his keys to his car. They know he can't go far. So everything is uh, is one-sided here, and uh, the and I just feel that the uh, uh, looking at the facts here that it's uh, it's a, a a brutal thing that happened unreasonably. Well, Rick. okay. Well, wait a second. Go. Here. Um, I as I ascribe what happened fundamentally to the severity of the DUI laws. You realize, of course, that standard procedure those policemen are obligated to determine whether that man was drunk in his car. Okay. This is not something that happened That's fine. Uh, accident. It is not something that they probably particularly wanted to do. They are directed to do that. They are obligated by their job responsibility because of the severity of DUI laws to actually go into somebody's car and check whether they're drunk or not. Yeah, okay. They're obligated to do that field sobriety test. Fine. So if you want to go to the fundamental source of why this even happened at all, 
rather than just leaving the poor guy alone to sleep it off, then go to your DUI laws and the severity with which they're applied across all the states now. Totally agree. Uh, probably the DUI laws are a little bit gone overboard, and but in this case, uh, it's, it is what it is, and the laws are in place, and we have to deal with them. Nevertheless, well, but at least if they had not done that, okay, and a citizen had complained, mm -hmm. their jobs would be on the line. Okay. That's the point. I'm not disagreeing that they shouldn't have arrested him. I'm disagreeing that in the in their attempt to arrest him. They don't need to shoot him. And for that... Well, he didn't need to taser them. <laughs> oh, that's true. But taser is in the death sentence. And, uh, and it can kill somebody. No. A taser can kill somebody. You use it long enough. It can kill somebody. Yeah, well, uh, it had already been shot, and so there's only a certain amount of uh, electricity. In, in any case, it's, uh, it's something that... Uh, doesn't I, I just don't see it requiring uh, they could have just separated enough so that they are outside of the range of the taser which is not far was it I don't know, 10, 10 yards 12 yards something like that and uh, and just followed them I mean they got two cars they got several police officers and they got one uh, one guy who probably can't run 200 yards let's 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 pose an alternative scenario go let's suppose this guy had started tasering the other people in the parking lot. Well, obviously he's not. No, no, he's... You do, how do you know... Because he's running. He about he's, he's running away. He could have dodged off to the left and gone after somebody in a, 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 another car or somebody walking. You don't know that. It's, uh, that, so would be, that would be an unreasonable... Here. The most important issue is to protect the public. Okay, there were other people in that parking lot, lots of them. Yeah, that guy had already shown hostility. Yeah, but he did. actually, actually, <laughs> it was hostility that was not uh, started by the police. All they were doing was checking sobriety, and every uh, attorney general would would have instructed them that you must do this. Yes. Or you're negligent in applying your job responsibilities. Yes, I agree. Okay. So how 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 can't you not accept the possibility that they were actually protecting other members of the public when this guy's shooting a taser all over the place? He's not shooting a taser all over the place. There was a whole you line of cars at Wendy's, and he doesn't run over them and shoot them all. Their their job is to protect the public. There were numerous people in that parking lot, weren't there? Yeah, that's right. And so you now know that he's not a, a dangerous criminal to the uh, to the uh, public at large. Well, you know. Yeah, no, you, you do. He's running no, for life don't. for himself by you for himself. You don't know what he was going to do, do you? You assume you know what he was going to do. You don't. Yeah, you, you, that's right. Inductive logic tells you that he's running for his for for uh, he's running for his freedom. How many people in a year, in ten years, grab a taser? And shoot it at a policeman. Not too many, and that was. Oh, I don't. I don't say that it's wise. It's pretty dumb. It's a very unusual situation. In my mind, the most important duty those policemen had was to protect other members of the public in the general vicinity. That guy had already shown hostility. He'd stolen the taser. Already was a thief. Okay. So. 
It was an excessive force. So let um, me ask you something. Perhaps, Rick. but protecting the public, the other individuals in that parking lot, was more important than protecting a criminal. So it's because he had the taser they had the right to shoot him? Yeah. That's potentially a uh, deadly force. Uh, so if he had run away and without the taser and he got shot... Different story entirely. Different story entirely. Mm. Well, I can... Uh, I suppose then this hinges on whether you consider the taser itself a deadly weapon and... Uh, I would say a bunch of guns on the other side of uh, 9mm guns against this uh, taser that's uh, already been fired and there's just no contest. So, uh, uh, And if he had gone to like kidnap a car or kidnap somebody, the police are right there with their 9mm. Not nothing's going to happen. Uh, the guy's obviously just just suddenly made an, an irresponsible choice in his life. But I don't think he should have been paid for it by his life. Um, last remark, go ahead. Well, fair enough. But um, I, I do think in this argument for uh, calling for you know, first-degree murder, which is what is going on, mm. uh, I've never seen any mention of the fact that uh, the police were acting in the, in, in the public interest, that there were numerous other people in the parking lot that were at risk of this guy with a taser, and it, it's not even discussed, which I find astonishing. Mm. Yep. The whole the whole situation is astonishing, that's for sure, um, on, on both sides. Rick, thanks for the argument, and uh, we'll see everybody next week on the uh, Philosophical Angle program. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.